It's time for Dancing Dreams, a paintless can't repair podcast focusing on you can use the fruits of this wonderful trade we call PDR to retrieve your wildest dreams. I'm John Vadim, your friendly neighborhood dent reaper and host of Dancing Dreams. Now let's get started. Today, we have the all powerful and most wonderful. You guys might know him as Vince D'Alessandro, but uh, I think moving forward, we're just going to call him Cowboy Vinny. How you doing, Vinny? Hey, John. What's going on, brother? You know me. Dance and dreams, baby. We're just uh, having fun and uh, enjoying the ride. Dance and dreams. Well, I appreciate you having me come on. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, obviously, most people probably already know you via via the wonderful PDR Tool Time podcast, which has been uh, a huge help to me throughout my entire career. And uh, if people go back and listen to episode one, there's there might be a couple clips in there from uh, PDR Tool Time and and how you guys help me. Oh, okay. uh, but um, why don't you, how did, I mean, how does one get started way back in the day starting a podcast like that? Starting a podcast like that. Okay. All right. Well, I've, I've always been the guy like behind scenes. I've never really wanted to be, you know, out in the forefront, the lead singer, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I, I was the bass player, you know, just steady grooving man in the background right and uh toledo mike toledo had come to me years probably two or three years prior to us starting it and said hey we need to do a podcast we need to do a podcast I'm like, ah, no 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 I, don't, I got nothing to talk about i got nothing to share and uh and then pdr college came out with theirs and he's like see we should have started a podcast and uh we're like okay well let's give it a shot and at the time highly and Mike were just getting rolling with their whole dent trainer stuff and being partners together in business. And uh, we were friendly with, uh, with uh, Daniel Grom. Hey, we'll talk about tools. It's something that we like. And we did a drunk tool review at, at, uh, at MTE. Jeez, that was probably four or five years ago now. And uh, that's what kicked it off. And, And we have in four years, we've only missed two episodes in four years and uh yeah that's that's really how it started man that is uh that is impressive two episodes in four years uh we'll see we'll see if we can last this long and in three episodes i haven't missed an episode so we're doing good already yeah yeah i do and i do remember those drunk tool reviews it was uh it was classic and uh, it's it's grown to an out of hand situation the last couple MTE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last two were not uh, <laughs> of our drunk tool reviews. Gotten a little backlash from that. Last year was a shit show. Still fun, but uh, definitely uh, the word got out and we had a nice room, but it turned into a pate. Yeah, yep. <laughs> good times had by all, though. Yeah, good times. I think that's where we spread the the initial uh, 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 what is it uh, convention flu around. Well, we all maybe, 
Yeah, the conference cough, whatever you want to call it. That was, uh, yeah, I didn't get hit with it until much later. So uh, yeah. I don't know if I can blame it on MTE, but um, anyway, are you going to MTE this year? Absolutely, unless they tell me otherwise. If it's shutting down, then we're not going. But otherwise, yeah. we'll be there. I'm going to do a seminar on Thursday on uh, the IMI and on scanning technology is vitally important nowadays and going to get more important with position statements and all that BS that we're going to have to do to uh, make sure that we're doing the repairs properly. And, uh, and then teaching a class on uh, Saturday, I, my class for those that have signed up for it, which I highly recommend. I passed. So anybody is probably going to be fine. You Don't worry about our students though, man. You're, you're a pretty smart guy. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Don't get, don't give me too much credit there, Vinny. I, you know, but uh, all right. Uh, anyway, so right now you're working for Anson. How do you go from full time PDR tech to to Cowboy Vinny? I mean, what? How does this transition come about? <laughs> well, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, unlike my my younger self. Uh, the moves I make nowadays are very calculated. And so uh, I might look like I'm a maniac at times or, or flying by the seat of the pant, my pants, but really they're, they're pretty calculated and planned out. Uh, this move was 18 months in the making, me moving to Texas. It did not happen overnight. I just happened to hit it at the right time when I moved. California was shutting down from COVID, and everyone's like, man, you timed that perfectly. And it's like it wasn't really planned. The timing wasn't planned. It just happened to be, you know, perfect timing. But uh, we had, uh, they had chosen me. They had asked me to come on board to teach the IMI classes, uh, which is a partnership between TDN in England and Anson. And uh, they wined me and dined me. You know, they brought me out to Texas. They showed me a good time. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I could probably live there. I'm originally from chicago i'm a midwestern guy it's not too much different down here the you know the people are nice like the midwest around here as well and uh it was an opportunity you know my son was graduating eighth grade and that was the time to do it uh my wife is a california girl she's never lived anywhere other than uh california and she was up for the challenge so it was like you know what we don't we've we've done well in our lives we've uh put a lot of money away uh, we lived, you know, somewhat within our means and, and it's like, you know what, let's take a chance and see what this road, you know, goes to. Awesome. Yeah. So I got to, I got to think you, you taught a few less IMI classes with the COVID than, uh, than you had planned out. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be playing catch up next year or, or how is that going <laughs> to do you have an idea? I, I don't really have a game plan yet. Uh, if people want to do like individual classes or onesies, twosies, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, they're they're going to have to come to me, though. I can't right. go somewhere to do that. What was nice uh, prior to COVID, I probably went to about, I want to say, 16 different locations in about about a year, year maybe a year and a half it took. 16 different locations. Boston was the last one we had. I was there with you. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. 
that was back in March. And uh, prior to that, I, I had just under 200 uh, candidates that had been certified that I under under my tenure. And uh, we were on a good roll. You know what I mean? Then COVID happened. And I just finally did my first one this past, uh, about two weeks ago, for five people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's if you have 10 people or more, I'll travel. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm safe with how I get through the day with COVID. And I'm pretty confident if, you know, I need to go to Minnesota again and teach a whole bunch of guys, I'll go. Yeah. Well, I might have to take it again because, you know, things, things tend to rattle around up here. We could lose something. Yeah. But you know what? Once you're taking it once, you can sit in the class anytime you want for a refresher. So, Jackpot. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous, though, because that does sound like fun. Uh, just bouncing around, hanging out with different dent guys. And uh, I'm sure there's a grind aspect to it from the travel standpoint. But uh, getting to hang out with dent guys is uh, always a good time. So, Well, it'll be a little bit different this time, John, because I'm not actually a PDR uh, uh, shop owner anymore. I was doing that on the weekend. So I was running my business during the week. <laughs> And then flying all over the country, all over North America. I did two in Canada. Uh, it was a little bit of an ass whip, but now I'm just strictly with, with uh, Anson. So if I need to go, I go. It's no biggie deal. Jackpot. Yeah. Super cool. Well, uh, what do we got here? Let's move on to the tools. What uh, What's one PDR tool you're loving right now? Oh, man. One tool that I love right now, uh, well, I'm not fixing uh, a whole bunch of dents, but I am uh, messing around a lot at the shop and uh, coaching customers that come in and stuff like that. There's a few tools that do you want like a tried and true tool that's just always there or, or whatever you think would bring bring the most value to our listener. I think there's one. <laughs> 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 uh, there's many, but I will tell you one thing that really knocked it out of the park for me this year, which I purchased as soon as it came out, was the Willie uh, Quick cart. Okay. Yeah. I've been seeing that everywhere, and uh, I can't decide which cart I want. So uh, yeah. I had been waiting for a while to get a TDN cart and really wanted one really bad. And I wasn't sure why I wanted one really bad. You know what I mean? Besides the cool factor of them. Yeah. Having everything on in one place. But with the Willy Quick cart, I finally popped on it when it came out. And uh, it's compact. It's it's everything I needed on that cart. It's easy to roll around. You're working on top panels. It's tall enough that you can just reach over and grab rather than bend over to a, a shorter cart. So there's many benefits to it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and they have so many different little add-ons. So yeah. smart guys over there, Rob and uh, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good people too. I just saw them a couple of weeks ago. They came out for the Dents for Kids thing here in Texas. Not Bobby, but Rob and his wife, Melissa, had a good time. Oh, <laughs> you had a good time for sure. Man, I'm so uh, – I wish I would have – I wish I would have made it. You, you should have, because a lot of that stuff we obviously can't post because of COVID and stuff like that. We don't want to get anyone in trouble. No, yep, yep. yeah. Good times were had. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Yes, sir. All right. Well, 
Let's move on down. What uh, If you had to pick one, what's one PDR question you get all the time that, that you're sick of? Uh, well, from a uh, customer standpoint is why is it so much, you know? <laughs> Um, right, right. I hate it when question when questioned like that. You know, it's like, haven't you gone somewhere else first and got to quote at a body shop or you know have some general idea of this is what's this going to cost? Man, I just I think people have zero idea. I had a guy call me. He said I had it. He said he had a tiny ding on his Durango fender. Yeah, I got there. It was a double four inch crease into a super sharp pit. Sure. You know, it looked like a comet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I put it through the pricing guide. It was like 486 And he, I mean, just about lost it. He's like, well, why is it going to be so much? And yada, yada, yada. And he's yeah. like, well, I can get a fender and paint it for that. And I just laughed. I said, well, yeah, then you should, you know, look into that. I, I mean, <laughs> I highly doubt you're going to get that accomplished, but, um, I'm Good not luck. Sure what they say that is it like a, what that now I'm being compared to you going and ordering a fender and painting it and and removing the old one and putting a new one on that's that's your value mm -hmm. your time okay well uh, and then the end results we all know what that looks like trying to do something yourself especially oh, yeah yeah when it was a pearl white so oh, even better <laughs> you know, <laughs> this the hood and into the bumper yeah. and door. Yeah, it was just preposterous, but you know, that's uh, that's part of the problem. So you know, the, then the question becomes like, what can we do as a PDR community to better educate the public? Sure. Uh, this is a question I've been trying to figure out forever. I mean, I would love to see like a Super Bowl commercial, but I think it would be perfect for the PSA for it. You know? <laughs> Public service announcement with John Vidine <laughs> teaching you all about PDR. Uh, now I gotta get I gotta get that little animation. Do 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 with the little star. Yeah, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, from a, a working at Anson is cool too because you know I, I see tons of technicians coming through that door uh, on a weekly basis, and. Uh, you know what? The same question applies for dent technicians coming in talking about tools. Why is it so much? <laughs> you know, how much do you charge for a Reaper now? $159 or something? Uh, I think $139 for the ratchet handle. Right. $139. Yeah. $139 for a tool that's probably going to make you $139,000. I mean, potentially, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's absurd sometimes. A, a lot of technicians don't realize, you know, you know it because you make a tool. What goes into making a tool and R and D, and then the manufacturer. You know, they think that you know a manufacturer is sitting there waiting for them to bring them the here. Can you make this pen and can you do it in five minutes and give me a prototype? <laughs> no, it takes time. Yeah. A lot more time than than yeah than I would have thought initially, but uh, yeah, I'm I mean I'm still waiting on prototypes from February, you know, 
from a manufacturer. It's like I haven't even seen the prototype, and, and I know COVID and everything, but come on, it's it was February for crying out loud. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, how long did that take for your mold to get made on the uh, on the Magnatech mat? Well, the Magnatech mat is made in the USA. The mold is made in the USA. It didn't come from China. Okay. So the mold itself took from conception to mold was about eight months. Jeez. And then my first one that I was able to sell that I was somewhat happy with was probably conception to uh, first one was probably a year. Dang. I'm still waiting on my, my uh, patent too. And it's been three years now. They keep oh yeah. Well, yeah, you got to, what do they call those office items or whatever, where you have to respond and yeah. Yeah. That'll be who knows, but they'll give it, uh, to me, but they just want more money, you know, more money, more money, more money. Yeah, just, you know, you want to just respond. How many times are we going to do this? Here's a blank check. Right. Can you just jump to the end and give me the total? Come on. <laughs> yep. Oh, funny, funny. Yeah, but yeah it's, uh, and we don't sell a lot of the tools. You know, it's not like we're making vice grips for the world. We're making a tool that will probably sell a few thousand or several thousand, but not hundreds of thousands. Right. They're yeah. Be more expensive. Yeah. Well, and until there's, you know, an Anson across the street from every Home Depot. Right. <laughs> it's just not, we're a small niche. So, yeah, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, get enough volume yeah. to, to have the kind of margins that, that uh, you know, people think of when they think of tools. So, you want to want a story? Yeah. Check that. When I was uh, when I was talking to Home Depot about carrying it, they told me how many they need. They need thirty thousand for the stores, right? <laughs> they need another thirty thousand sitting in a warehouse, and they need another thirty thousand being manufactured. So that's ninety thousand mats that I would have to produce to be carried in Home Depot. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doing some quick math in my head and that I wouldn't have that under my mattress. So I don't, I don't. <laughs> so that's, how does that come about? You actually talked to home Depot about carrying them. Did I they did, approach yeah. you or they reached you? out to me? Uh, snap on had reached out to me as well. Uh, snap on's kind of the same deal, but the just lesser quantities, but not right. too, too much less than that. Uh, so yeah, they, it was interesting. I, that's when I realized I was way out of my ballpark. Hot dang. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a hefty investment, but a potentially hefty payoff. So I don't know. I'm sure you'll figure. So what are you going to do? Are you going to just slow growth it or are you going to end up with a, a snap on or, a, or a home Depot type of dis distribution model or what, what's, what's the dream there? The dream is, would be to be bought out by one of those. Okay. Uh, the, the bad part about that is it'll probably be made overseas in China or something like that where they could pump them out. Uh, but it's not it's not an easy build. That's why I haven't really been copied yet. It's a very difficult build. And uh, I know, you know, you bought you bought a few for Christmas. I appreciate you buying those. I forgot to reach out and thank you for that. 
Uh, I think you did actually reach out and thank me. But, yeah, I, I just finished the shop here, so I needed to have a couple extras around. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, love that thing. I mean, it's nice to have. I mean, like taking off a hood by yourself or something like that, you can put one in each corner. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, obviously I like to put them on the roof or the windshield when I'm working the roof and just have all my tools that I need there. Yeah. It's Be funny. I get a bunch of uh, – oddly enough, I get a bunch of – gun owners and gunsmiths buying them but i get a bunch of drone operators you know that competition drone you see it on espn or something where they're flying through yeah yeah they go through those little it's like uh, the star wars run yeah they're going through the hoops and stuff yeah i get a bunch of those guys buying it I, I guess you know tiny little screws or whatever yeah makes sense yeah it does make sense so it's crossing over to different markets it's a good thing yeah, more markets is better. What could what market could I cross the dent reaper over to? Mm, I, I, I don't know. Sprinkler, sprinkler guys to you know turn the sprinklers on. I don't know. I'm thinking like a mob enforcer, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So uh man. What do we got? Let's let's go to the list here uh, before I get myself in trouble. Uh, um, all right, one one PDR, either a tech tip or a business tip that that you would uh, give to somebody just starting out. Uh, just just starting out, uh, man. It, it, what immediately comes to mind is. Don't undercut your prices just to uh, to get the work because uh, it'll it'll kind of set the 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 stage for how you're going to charge people in the future. I know that's one thing I ran into when I left left Dent Wizard back in 2000. It's like I, I felt like I had to uh, lower my prices to get work, and I got stuck in that rut for many years doing so. Uh, it wasn't until you know, coming on podcasts and listening to podcasts and listening to, to the other guys coming on our podcast is like, holy shit, I need to get with the times. And then Mobile Tech RX saved my ass. I mean, it was an instant, probably 40% increase in sales once I took took on Mobile Tech RX. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a huge point. I mean, before the pricing guides, you know, you're just shooting from the hip as as you might say over there cowboy Vinny. but uh <laughs> but yeah it, and it's really tough cuz i'm i'm assuming at dent wizard you were were mostly wholesale doing lots and volume style work yeah i was at lax hertz and budget for 2 years straight 7 days a week yeah, yeah. and then so then transitioning from that cuz i did mostly wholesale in the first portion of my career too which i think a lot of guys do but transitioning from wholesale to retail and, you know, you see a dent that you would fix four of those dents on one car for 75 bucks. And then now you're, you're looking at a retail customer and charging 150 and it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. Uh, but trust me, these people are happy to pay it and it's a better value than they're going to get anywhere else. And uh, I really learned 
through some hailstorms that we had here, you know, I was still getting retail calls and I would go out and, you know, try to price myself out of the job because I had hail cars to tend to. Yeah, huh? <laughs> and uh, I couldn't price myself out of some of these jobs. I was like, well, I'm going to have to raise the percentages up on body line or obstructed damage or, or whatever the case may be. So, uh yeah the go away price they were they were taking the go away price right right yeah absolutely when i left uh dent wizard in 2000 we were getting 45 dollars a panel at hertz our budget and 33 dollars a panel at hertz when you had 100 cars lined up a day you know i was 25 years old driving a corvette through the streets of uh, LA, you know, I was a freaking rock star. I was billing 35 grand a month. Oh, yeah. Well, when you have that kind of volume and that kind of setup, yeah, it makes sense. Like, there's there's no shame in, in wholesale, and, and wholesale pricing is that way because of the volume and the efficiency of it. Sure. But when you're, you know, you're driving 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get to a customer's house, then you got to properly estimate it and then you know at 30 bucks a panel 45 bucks a panel <laughs> you would uh you would be broke pretty dang quick yeah yeah and it's funny because the dent wizard retail prices were always really high when i worked for dent wizard i knew that and uh, when i left them i stayed away from wholesale altogether i started immediately with retail and not only that, but I also started with uh, or and body shops, retail body shops and, and detail shops. And I would train the detail shops how to sell dents for me. I had one detail shop that would do, this doesn't seem like a lot, but he would do 30 grand a year in PDR. You know, and I was getting 60% of that just to go there twice a week and fix a few dents. That was pretty good for one detail shop. It wasn't even a high yeah. detail shop. So training the the service riders or or you know, detail shops or body shop manager or uh, the service riders and stuff like that how to sell your product how to sell you is really key it it it's what saved me yeah absolutely yeah and I've I've given those cards those uh, price guides from uh, what's his name. Nathan Pizzo. I've given those two service writers in the past, and I actually should probably order another round of those uh, for the end of the year here. Yeah. Tax write-off tip. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's a really valuable tool just to be able to have something tangible. They can measure it. They can look at the the factors and and price it properly, and, and uh, I've gotten a ton of work that way. And yeah. So when you left with the Wiz, you were you went pretty much straight retail, but it sounds like you were mobile doing different, yeah, different body shops and stuff. When you transferred into your own shop, mm -hmm. how did that go about? Did you have extra help? Was it all on your own? Were you constantly at the shop? How did that transition go? Well, I've always been really goal oriented, which we talked about. Uh, and trying to hit goals and stuff like that. And my goal was to be in a shop by the time I was 40. And I'm 46 now. So six years ago when I got my shop, 
it was still a new trend in PDR that we were getting chops. There wasn't a lot of guys out there. Obviously, Daniel Grom and uh, uh, Don uh, Kavanaugh. No, those guys have been around forever with their shops. But besides that, there might have been just a handful of shops throughout the country, you know. And it's one thing that we promoted a lot on PDR Tool Time was getting a shop and 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 showing or talking about how we transitioned into shops and stuff like that. Uh, and it was it was scary as hell, man. Is it was like here here I am, I have a lifestyle job. If I want to go home at one o'clock, I go home at one o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. If I have a shop. I no longer have a lifestyle. In my mind, it wasn't a lifestyle job anymore. It was a commitment, but it was also a commitment that I'm going to build something that I could sell. And it's easier to build something you could sell if it's tangible and they could see it. It's a shop rather than it's me being the talent. Right. So that was my motivation behind it. Uh, yeah. So how did the workflow change for you, though? Where did you did you stay mobile for a couple days a week this is a strategy i've heard of people doing yeah or did you just drop all of that and say if you want it fixed you got to bring it to the shop uh well prior to getting my shop i had a painter that i hired on for dents no more uh, mike was his name he came on he was doing bumper repair he did a 60 40 split everything was good and then i got the shop so mobile i would go tuesdays and thursdays i hadn't worked a weekend in probably 15 years i just don't want to work weekends you know my weekends are for my family uh so i would make sure that mike would be there on tuesdays and thursdays to talk to any walk-ins that came in yeah and then uh you know i would go out and do my mobile but the transition was i i probably up until the last year i still was doing mobile on tuesdays or thursdays uh just because I, I grew up being the mobile guy. I didn't want to be in the shop five days a week, you know? Yeah. I like that model. I'm I'm flirting with the idea of getting a shop for myself, and I just I have a hard time imagining staying in one place all day, every day, because yeah. I've been mobile for my entire career. And yeah, and uh I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make that transition. But uh, I like that idea. Stay mobile a couple days a week. Get somebody to cover for two days a week. You sound like everyone else is, is thinking about taking that leap. I mean, when Toledo called me up, hey, I'm going to get a shop. I'm like, let's do it, man. He's like, oh, I don't want to be tied down to a shop. You can't get Mike to leave a shop now. No, yeah. Well, he's a different animal. I mean, now he can set up all those fancy cameras. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's got to be, yeah, that's a dream for him. Uh, but it's one of those things that if you build it, they will come with proper advertisement. You, ha you can't just piss off advertisement 100%, but you have to do something. And, uh, you know, if you're not there, you put a sign up there, hey, I'll be back, you know, text me a picture of the damage. If they want you to work on their car bad enough, they will text you the picture of the damage or they'll wait till you're there the next day. Happened all the time. You know, just even when I went out to lunch, I would miss a walk-in. Right. And they would either stick around or come back the next day. At the end of the day, it's just a dent in the car, right? True enough. But if we look at it that way, <laughs> <laughs> just dents in cars has, has done a lot for me. Right. Uh, 
So, oh man, that's Shoot. one thing that you learn when you move to Texas. Uh, they they get you drinking Pedialyte. Pedialyte. So, yeah. Did you have a rough evening? I didn't. I had like one little Texas mule with uh, watching the movie last night, but it keeps you hydrated. <laughs> Yeah, well, the electrolytes are good. Well, you, you're going to sweat in Texas, I would imagine, but not in December, right? No, I'm not sweating. It's it's a little bit chilly. It's nice. Probably 43 degrees out. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, there's no. We're not going to have a white Christmas in Minnesota, and I can only remember like one or two my entire life that haven't been white Christmases. So global warming, man. Global warming. Well, I guess I'm properly positioned because way up here, it's uh, it's nice not to be at 20 below. I have never been my coldest than when I had a layover in Minnesota about 10 or 15 years ago. I got off that plane. I thought Chicago was cold. Holy hell, man. I thought I'd entered like the frozen tundra. It was crazy cold. Yeah, we'll we'll get typically a couple of snaps a year where it's you know steady below zero for a good solid week, and and when that wind starts whipping, you better uh, you better have several layers on because it'll yeah. cut through anything. I remember that even Chicago negative. I I remember being out on not fixing dents in negative thirty, but having to walk lots in negative thirty to bring them inside. You know, dollar renter car, my, myself and Dave Shalott back in 95, 96, we, we'd be running around O'Hare Airport in Carhartts with a sled. <laughs> we had our plastic sleds and you know, dollar renter car, we would take a, a windshield wiper off the car to clean off the cars. Didn't give a shit about scratching them. We were just there to fix the dents. Oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, man. Yeah. I mean, looking back. Now, if it's below 20, I'll I go into my accounts and say, I'm not walking anything. If you have an emergency, let's pull it inside and we'll take care of it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to go a lot harder. And uh, the older I get, the more I realize it's just not necessary. <laughs> and then the, the older you get, the more a shop seems pretty enticing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely top of mind for me. I, I don't know. I think. It'll just have to be the right scenario. I think well, what I really want is to be able to buy the shop uh, yeah. and own the real estate. Uh, well, John Vidin needs to buy the shop and lease it to uh, Gray Duck Dent. Ah. That's how you do that. Okay. Well, Gray Duck Dent pays John Vidin to uh, lease out that spot. Very interesting. Yeah. Never, Never heard of it that way. See? I'm learning stuff already. Yep. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. That's a, that's a good plan. D did you own the real estate for your shop or where did you, where did you hear or come up with this little trick? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I rented only because it, you know, I wasn't fearful if I was going to make it or not. And uh, six years, actually it's still going. I, I sold my business to my painter and, uh, but the, when you're out in California, it's a different animal. I mean, rent or uh, buying stuff out there is outrageously priced, outrageously priced. So uh, buying wasn't even an option for me. So I, I leased out a place. And when I leased it six years ago, 
I was only paying $1,500 a month for 2,100 square feet. So when I left, I think it's up to, I think we were paying 1650 or 1680 a month. That's nothing. That's unheard of. Super cheap. Super cheap. So Way cheaper than I can get here. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's, that's in Orange County, right off of two major freeways next to John Wayne Airport, Newport Beach, everything. So we weren't going to give that up. Yeah, that's a slamming deal. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah I mean, everything I'm looking at, this is the crux of it. So if I'm going to buy a shop, basically the down payment I need for that, I could almost pay off my house with. Right. So do I buy myself more work so that I can build it and eventually have an exit strategy or just pay off my house and, and you know, when winter comes, say, I don't have a shop. I'm no or a house payment, so I'm not coming to fix your tents until it warms up. <laughs> I, I'm no accountant, John, but I'll tell you what. This this is unprecedented right now, the last five to ten years, how cheap it is to borrow money. So yeah. if you were going to do anything, I would suggest buying property and doing that because mortgage payments and interest rates are never, ever, ever going to be. It's impossible. They're, you can't go any lower than what they are. So they're yeah. only going to go up. So I would leverage that money to to buy, buy, buy. I have two houses. I sold one house in California, but I have two houses, uh, one in Texas, one in California. I'm not going to discuss finances with those, but uh, I'm doing all right. Not on there, at least. I'll tell you privately. Wow. <laughs> I can I can imagine. It sounds like a good gig if you can get it. You probably positioned yourself properly along the way. And Yeah. Cheers to you. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, it's all about risk, you know, buying, yeah. uh, going out on your own, leaving the company, you know, learning PDR for the first time. You know, th these are all risks that some people, they just, they don't want to do it. They, they don't have that in them. And that's fine. You know, nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with working eight to five. Well, depending. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could go back, but. Um, to each their own. Exactly. So how did how did this cowboy Vinny come about? Was this all uh, just uh, having fun at the shop? And and uh, I mean, I love it when you do those videos. It's so awesome. Well, they uh, uh, it came about with my buddy Mike Toledo called me Cowboy Vinny. I'm going to call you Cowboy Vinny now. He he comes up with nicknames for a lot of people. Uh, the, Lisa Dyer, Craig Dyer's wife, is called Cupcakes because she makes the best world's best cupcakes. No joke. C cookies and cupcakes. Out of this world. She should own a bakery. Uh, he just throws out these nicknames that they kind of stick, right? And we call her Cupcakes to this day. Uh, and there's, there's a few others that I can't think of right now, but he's like... He called me Cowboy Vinny, and I laughed about it. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of funny. And uh, I think I'm going to do something with that, right? Uh, and I thought I was going to be offending cow uh, real cowboys or Texans you know, <laughs> doing it. But they get a kick out of it, man, because uh, they know that I'm a stupid friggin' Yankee from Chicago originally and by way of California. So they laugh at me, and I, I'm one that I don't mind people laughing at me. Uh so we uh, 
we were looking around the shop. I'm like, man, I got to do a video with this whole cowboy Vinny thing. I got to develop it. And Anson, the number one thing that is sold at Anson is hole plugs. It's <laughs> hole plug. Not for me. Oh, no, no, never. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> so they sell them by the tens of thousands. Anson started before they sold a single dent tool. They started selling hole plugs. They have a national huh. distribution for a company that for hole plugs and uh, gaskets and stuff like that. Gaskets are gone away now, but we do sell the crap out of hole plugs. So uh, I just started scripting it and writing it. And uh, one of these days, I'll throw out the blooper reel. The blooper <laughs> reel is ten times better than that video. <laughs> you should sell that. That's got to be a pay per view situation. <laughs> I'll be I'll 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 give you my credit card number right now if I can watch the blooper reel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I didn't even think about it the first, the you know I started deleting the, the bad takes and they're like no 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 keep that keep that you got to a blooper video I'm like no man I'm already throwing myself out looking like an idiot but uh, it, it's pretty funny I'll put one together one day but I didn't want to dilute it too much. You know, we did the whole Black, or instead of just Black Friday, we did the whole month of November, and I threw out a video for every week. And I, I don't want to dilute it that much that people are like, ah, oh, there's Cowboy Vinny again. So uh, I'm taking a little break right now. But I'll, Cowboy, I'll Cowboy Vinny's uh, bringing in a herd of cattle. He's yeah. currently unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> but I did... Uh, I did have some muses for that. You know, I was watching other videos on, on YouTube. And uh, if you're from Texas or if you're you're listening uh, from Texas, the, everyone knows Jim Adler. He's uh, he's the Texas lawyer. And he uh, if you look it up and you'll you'll see why you'll see the resemblance in that. Uh, but he's loud and proud and he's not meant to be funny, but he's pretty freaking funny. Yeah. Well, there's a. There's an old guy from uh, Minneapolis, Fancy Ray. Uh -huh. uh, he did a, he did commercials for a lot of people, and he's he's very boisterous. We'll put it that way. And uh, some, you know, your your cowboy Vinny videos, some they got a twinge of Fancy Ray in them. So maybe you know, YouTube that. Maybe you will get some uh, inspiration. Yeah, I, I should. Uh, out in California, it was Cal Worthington. Go see Cal. Go see Cal. He had uh, dealerships all over the country, but he would come riding in on the back of a uh, of an elephant or a lion, you know. And it was go see Cal down at Cal Worthington Ford, you know, in Bellflower, California. So fun stuff. Yeah. What do, you do? do you think Anson will foot the bill for a lion or an elephant for you to ride? Well, <laughs> do you know what they would? <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. The crew at Anson, I don't know what it was like before me, but we have a lot of fun there. I yeah. can only imagine. They're awesome to hang out with. Yeah. And uh they, they do not spare expenses when it has to do with fun. They will not miss a party if there's a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. Vinny on an elephant coming to you soon. I'm calling <laughs> Craig. I'm calling Craig right after we get off of this. Yeah. Uh <laughs> oh snap yeah good stuff super good stuff
Let's see. Have we uh, have we gone over everything? Oh, I got to do a quote of the week. I didn't really even get this ready. Hopefully, I have one on deck. A quote of the week, not for me, right? No, I just oh. I've been doing it. Uh, what I want to say is I appreciate you doing this, you know, and and having a podcast. It's it's not easy work, you know, doing them. But I will tell you, you know, if any piece of advice is to just be consistent with it, because that's one thing that has made PDR Tool Time successful all these years is being consistent. Uh, if if something goes wrong and it doesn't go up on a Tuesday, our phones are blowing up with text messages. And where's my episode? Hey, where's my hit? I need my PDR Tool Time hit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, even though sometimes it's not always riveting content every week, we're there every week regardless. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that is one thing I've noticed, and and one reason I decided to to not do a live show, uh, just just uh, too many logistics to to nail down, and and yeah. uh, you know, I'm finding out quickly that that getting somebody to be able to sit in front of their computer for an hour is uh, it's kind of a big ask. So I appreciate you coming on and, and I, but I know, you know, so I know. <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily like talking about myself. I, I have, you know, declined other interviews, but I, I love and respect you, John. And I'll come on anytime you want me to. Hey man. Uh, you know, I don't, if I didn't say it earlier, I really, in episode one, there was, there was that moment where I played like I've saved this forever. The first time in episode 125 that you talked about the Dent Reaper, uh-huh. like I can remember, I had to pull over, Vinny. I was fucking jumping up and down. <laughs> uh, it was it was a magic moment, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" My Facebook went crazy. the The website wasn't quite dialed in, so I had to get everything set up properly and uh um yeah i mean i don't know where i would have how it would have grown without that but i do know that it went bonkers bonkers after that so it's uh it's a much appreciated shout out there and uh yeah, well, you know dents and dreams man dents and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yes sir Not only that, but it was, it's a great tool you know that your dent reapers have made me a lot of money, you know, and uh, they're great, they're absolutely great. Well, shucks, I appreciate you saying so, Vinny. Yeah, um, all right. Oh, here's a good one. Okay, so here's the quote of the week never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish, the time will pass anyway. Mm. Wow, who said that, Yoda? Um, Earl Nightingale. Oh, okay. If you're familiar with him, he's got some interesting books out there. But you know, that I guess that goes back to you know, like you were saying, with with waiting on these patent office items and waiting on the the molds and waiting on the this and the that. I mean, I've got several tools in R and D, and and uh, you just. You got to be patient and you got to push through and uh, good things will happen. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, one, one of the guys that I looked up to 
prior to moving out here is Craig Dyer. Uh, you know, he's very patient, man. And very, we, we actually, here's a funny story. He hates me telling you this, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Uh, we, we, you know, those wristbands that they used to wear, what would Jesus do? Yeah. We, Craig do, right? Because he is so even keeled and slow moving all the time, yet he runs on a different time like the rest of the world than the rest of the world. Yet he gets everything accomplished and done without the stress of like what I'm used to running around doing everything and doing this. And oh, I got to do that and this and this. He sits there with his notepad, writes everything down that he needs to do for the day and just boom, 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 checks it off. And he's always happy, you know? And uh, <laughs> one of the things is uh, when we're driving, if you're ever in the car with Craig Dyer, plan on it being probably about 10 to 15 minutes longer than it has to be, maybe an hour. Like I drove up to uh, to A1 Tools with them, and I'm like, holy hell, are we ever going to get there and back? <sighs> Semis are boom, flying past us, 100 miles an hour. It felt like 100 because we were only going 20 in the, in the 65 zone. <laughs> He's got his own time. And uh, being from L.A., we drive like idiots out here in Texas. People drive like idiots in Texas anyways. But uh, we added a different aspect to it. And so we have myself and my wife, we say, what would Craig do right now? We need to slow down. WCD. Maybe that's the maybe that's the merch item for MTE this year. Right. WWCD. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He's he's definitely even keeled guy. And and but yeah, if if you're taking steps in the right direction. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how how slow if you just keep taking them. So yeah, it's gonna happen. Well, super duper. Anything I missed, Vinny? Jeez, not really. I I got nothing to promote. You know, everyone knows I have a mat out there. You could buy it anywhere, pretty much. I, you don't have to buy it from my website. You can buy it from a retailer. Uh, keep on watching and liking my cowboy video Vinny videos when they come out. <laughs> Uh, full time when you're not listening to John, that's, that's about it. Yeah, listen to PDR Tool Time first, then Dents and Dreams. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the order I would go, but um, I'm just one guy here, but uh, I think a lot of people would agree. But uh, yeah, listen to the show, watch the videos, and uh, Vinny's a great dude if you need to learn about uh hybrids electric cars get them into your shop get a group of guys together and uh you'll all be smarter for it so uh man really really appreciate you doing this and uh anytime yeah say thank you much and everybody go out there and uh live your dream let's do it yeah thanks again Vinny. hey merry christmas